Chapter Sixteen of the Submarine Boys and the Smugglers by Victor G. Durham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Brandon. Chapter Sixteen, The Saltwater Scout. Say, exploded Ned White a few minutes later. We're moving, are we? Asked Lieutenant Jack carelessly. That's strange. Unseen, he had given Ensign F a hand signal. Two barefooted sailors had slipped the mooring, also leaving the gig behind. Now there was a slight throb in the little craft as the propeller shafts turned slowly. I guess we had better get below, Jack continued. It's going to be wet weather up here. The stars are out, scoffed Ned White. That wouldn't save us from getting wet. I'll wait for you to precede me into the tower. Quite mystified, Ned obeyed the hint. From the tower he passed down into the general cabin. Five minutes later, Jack sent a seaman to ask him to step up into the tower. As Ned arrived at the little platform, he recoiled. Say, the water will be in here in a second, he insisted. Hardly, smiled Lieutenant Benson. Everything is pretty tight, but the water is pretty close to us, isn't it? Where's the boat? asked Ned wonderingly. It's all here. You can feel it under you, laughed Jack. But the tower platform deck is about four inches under water, and the forward and after decks a trifle more submerged. As you see, the water is on a level with your chest. The top of the tower is barely more than two feet out of water. But you haven't even the binnacle light on, Ned declared, with a slight shiver. It seems uncanny to be standing in darkness, save for the faint light that a few stars give. And no light comes up from below, either, returned Jack. The sharpest eyes on a craft a quarter of a mile off from us would hardly pick us up without the aid of a searchlight. And you're running without lights yourself, gasped Ned. Any other craft might run into us. Isn't it illegal to run without showing lights? For a merchantman or a pleasure craft, yes, Jack admitted, but a naval vessel may run without lights at the discretion of its commanding officer. How do you know where you're going when you can't even use your compass? Helmsman, said the young submarine commander, you may tell our guest by what you are steering. At present, sir, answered the sailor at the wheel, without turning around, we are steering by that star near the western horizon. The sailor was seaman enough to know that the star was the masthead light of a small craft, but Ned wasn't. The light, in fact, was the white masthead light of the velvet, her green and red side lights not showing from astern. It's a queer sensation riding like this, Ned muttered after a few moments. It's stuffy in here, too, but I don't feel like opening a window. It would be bad judgment, Jack smiled. The Atlantic would rush in on us. Ned soon wandered below. To one not in the secret of the chase, it was dull sport to stand long in the wheelhouse, whence nothing could be seen but a wide waste of waters and a few stars, including the false one over by the western horizon. So he went into the cabin below and presently into the wardroom to read. He felt certain that if anything picturesque happened, Jack Benson would send him word in time to witness it. For more than two hours, 
ned remained below then finding himself yawning he determined to go up into the conning tower once more but a seaman stopped him near the foot of the steps no passengers in the tower at present sir by lieutenant benson's orders what's up demanded ned with lively interest i don't know sir are we doing anything unusual i think not sir why the speed is stopped cried ned in sudden discovery yes sir for some little time is anything wrong with the engines ned white demanded rather anxiously no sir the engines will start promptly whenever the order is given is it against orders for me to remain in the general cabin ned further asked no sir the only orders relate to going up into the conning tower the turret sir so young mr white plumped himself down on a cabin seat a prey to lively curiosity in the meantime lieutenant jack benson had followed the schooner for more than twelve miles out to sea yet all was keeping a full two miles to the rear of her at last the schooner laid to so the grand speed was also stopped at times one or the other or both of the schooner's side lights showed that was why benson did not want the boat's guest up in the conning tower it wouldn't have taken ned long to conclude that the submarine's business was to keep track of the vessel that displayed side lights at the moment of starting to lay to the seaman at the wheel was ordered below the three young submarine officers remained in the tower all of them watching the schooner with such aid as they could derive from the use of their night glasses waiting for some other vessel as sure as guns jack commented as he watched the idling schooner she'll have a fairly long wait too for there isn't another light in sight f muttered odd how lonely the ocean looks at times from time to time the grant's engines were stirred long enough to enable the submarine craft to turn slowly around lying there semi-submerged without lights was risky business and the sharpest watch had to be kept to see that they did not suddenly find themselves under some other vessel's bows with danger to both moreover benson did not propose to allow any other vessel to get close enough to make out the submarine's conning tower the fact would be sure to be reported and the report might even reach the eyes or ears of the skipper of the velvet time dragged by ned stretched himself on one of the long cabin seats and was soon sound asleep the schooner ought to be putting back soon commented hal when his watch showed the time to be half past two in the morning it will soon be dawn and surely smugglers wouldn't take a chance of transferring a cargo in broad daylight five minutes after hal had spoken the words all three of the young officers made out the fact that the schooner had hauled in on her sheets and was standing back toward the coast watch below jack called down aye aye sir has mr white turned in he's asleep on the cabin seat sir then present my compliments and tell him that if he will hurry up here 
he will see something worth while ay ay sir hal in the meantime had signalled the engine room and the grant was now turning around though ned hurried yet by the time he stood on the steering platform in the tower the submarine's stern was turned to the schooner and her lights not visible now mr white watch for something smiled jack what are you going to do watch lieutenant jack's hand was on a lever as he moved it the platform began to slant forward at the same time ned white saw the rather still waters at the same time ned white saw the rather still waters of the atlantic ocean wash over his head the effect was so startling that the guest gave a quick gasp we're under water he almost stammered yes jack laughed and going lower how much lower i'll let you read the gauge for yourself presently i couldn't read a gauge with hundred-foot figures on it in this darkness protested ned for answer now that they were under water ensign hal switched on the electric light the interior of the tower was now brilliantly flooded with light come below urged lieutenant jack benson and i'll show you how far down we are for the youthful commander had just released the lever after having brought the grant once more to an even keel as they went below jack called watch helmsman and a seaman stepped briskly forward report to mr somers at the wheel very good sir jack now led the way over to the gauge you can read mr white the figures are quite plain does that gauge say that we're ninety feet below the surface of the ocean demanded the young man from the state department yes but why so much below because ninety feet is considerably more than the draft of any steamship that floats it would never do when we are below to get hit by the keel of any passing steamship ugh muttered ned with a little shudder then he laughed jack went on to exhibit the mechanism that controlled the craft in diving he also explained how it was that the grant could be brought to the surface again at the will of her commander benson cried ned white in a sudden increase of admiration for his young host do you know you're a wonderful fellow i fooled some people that same way before jack laughed quietly no but honestly fifteen minutes later the grant's floor began to slope sternward are we going up asked ned yes just to take an observation then we'll undoubtedly drop again may i go up in the tower now jack didn't really want his guest up there as he didn't want ned to have any chance of guessing what this trip was really for so he replied wait until we make our final rise then go up with me oh all right within thirty seconds after she had projected her turret conning tower slightly above the waves the grant made another gradual dive again running at ninety feet under water this rise had been taken in order to ascertain if the schooner was still headed shoreward from the fact that no report was made to him 
young lieutenant benson knew that the schooner was still on the same course so he remained chatting with his guest at first jack had curiously watched his guest's face to see whether young white was alarmed to find himself beneath the surface ned had been a bit nervous but had shown no cowardice during the dive has had so many curious landlubbers it is not every man who can remain calm on a submarine when she's going down twice more the boat rose ned curiously watching with jack what he could see of the mechanism of reaching the surface through expelling the water from the diving tanks by means of compressed air i wouldn't have missed this night for anything young white declared enthusiastically after the third rise and dive when we rise again jack replied we shall stay on the surface until we enter boxhaven bay presently the watch below came to report that the commanding officer was desired in the tower come along now invited jack resting a hand on his friend's arm as they entered the tower the light there was brilliant jack placed his hand on one of the levers next commanding switch off the lights now white look for the most rapid rise to the surface that we've had tonight as blackness came over the scene ned felt the floor tipping at such an angle that he clutched at f summers with a quick rush the top of the tower shot above the waves then the platform came out of the water next the forward deck emerged water sliding off come out on deck was jack's invitation as he threw open the entrance my but it seems good to be out in the open again breathed ned white still i want to be with you when you do some deeper diving this sort of life would soon fascinate me more than anything else in the world jack's first unobserved glance had told him that the schooner velvet was some four miles astern she had been well distanced on the run-in now the grant speed was increased though the submarine still refrained from showing lights it was almost daylight when they entered the bay but benson could see no one stirring on shore the submarine glided in to her moorings and lay there as though she had been at the same spot all night i'm going to take a nap now in earnest gaped ned white starting below end of chapter sixteen recording by john brandon